honest. Yep. He always does what he says. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the difference is he's competent. Like, you got Joe Biden who can't even read a speech anymore. You had Boris who looked like he went through a wind tunnel. You got our uh, ex-drama teacher in Canada who thinks he's a dictator now. We got we got some world-class global leaders right now. Like, at least he's fucking competent and yeah. understands global markets and what's going on. He's not getting uh, run by – he's not the puppeteer. He's the puppet master, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're really harsh – about it you you can understand russia's viewpoint and the whole thing and hundred percent oh, it was trump yeah. trump, trump himself trump himself said while he was president and even as recently as a few days ago that yeah putin is the smart one and you know that the west if you're going to call it the west it is ran by idiots you know which is yeah. so true like it's it's banks and economists that run the west you know we, we do not have proper leaders 100%. yeah the lobby groups have taken over um our financial systems it's not the politicians anymore nothing the politicians don't do anything for the people it's all about the bottom line yeah exactly they, they they're just a face aren't they um and we i did people just don't seem to get it it's, it's really really frustrating Scotland's got a chance of getting out of it, though, of course. <laughs> also, hey, guys. Um, also, also, I feel like, um, I, I don't know. I mean, at least from my perspective, what I read, it's like the West is, like, concentrated on completely, like, unnecessary and stupid, like, questions instead of, you know, just, like, acknowledging that we're kind of falling behind, you know? Yeah. And, and not, 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 like, care about stuff like, uh, I don't know if, if a man can be... Uh, fucking a mother or something like that <laughs> you know it's like yeah i think you read the same comment section as me actually on that on that, <laughs> on that senator to be well i forget who it was like one of the historians it's basically like comparing it to the fall of the roman empire where your weak people are leading you yeah, yeah i think exactly they have like not they don't have all the power but they catch all the headlines all the news is about them it's yeah, it's, all, it's like the whole society is kind of falling apart a bit. Yeah, from the major points, which is that your society is falling apart. So is your economy. In the U.S., so is your infrastructure. Like your power grid's gonna fail. Your roads are a mess. Like your at-home infrastructure is a disaster. You know, so, at, yeah, the, at the same time, we're we're kind of. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I, I, just, I, I was just gonna say that at the same time, we're kind of lucky, you know, like, wh where we're living, I I'd still would choose, like, this, like, Western Central Europe, USA, blah, 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 over, <laughs> over, like, living in, I guess, China or Russia, you know, but... Uh, yeah, just to get ruled by dictators. Yeah, I would, like, I, I would choose, like, this, like, million times over, but, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, it, it's, it, we're, we're not... Like the West is the West is not like the top one by like three million miles like it used to be. Well, and that's how we get into the messes we do because yeah, as stupid as some of this shit gets, life men mentally life still seems too good to to rock the boat. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, <clears throat> but I think that's the. 
the thing it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that you know your basics of, of life is energy and, and wheat which were obviously the, the two things that we're going to struggle with with this ridiculous war but they obviously probably letting it happen for a for an ult ultimatum and I think like it is a bit funny how Russia get all these sanctions on them when you know we've went about bombing the the Middle East as much as we want and you know <laughs> everyone's still allowed to play football <laughs> yeah but if you look at it black and white uh, America does exactly the same thing they they invade a, a country oh uh, no I, you go back in history the amount of coups and invasions and proxy yeah. wars the U.S. have done over the last 50 years is flat out disgusting what they've done in South America, Iran. It's the global history of military coups run yeah. by the U.S. is just astronomical. But when anybody else does it, whoa, 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 hey, that's our job. Let's police the world. Yeah, that's but they have to because their whole economy runs on uh, on their military budget. Runs on the petrodollar. Well, that and their military budget. The only way they can siphon money through their uh, through their government is military spending or anything related to military spending, basically. Yeah. But uh, uh, the resistance in uh, Russia. It's, it's it's still growing, and um, the Russian army. There are a lot of new uh, recruits that don't want to fight anymore. Even the soldiers who are already in Ukraine don't want to fight anymore because um, they now see from the front line, the front line, that it was, uh, yeah, basically a lie. Why they uh, why they had to go there? So maybe that's something that. Um, uh, can stop it if they don't get any new recruits. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are also there are also a lot of actually um, uh, like groups on Telegram and, and stuff where they where they like the soldiers post um, you know videos photos from the from the actual like front lines and stuff. It's interesting. Oh, what's really all, cool. all the, all the, all the very like gore but like interesting. Yeah. Well, that would be the only way you'd see what's really going on, because yeah, yeah, you know yeah. both meters to to their benefit. I mean, of course, if it's it's in Russian, so I have no fucking idea. Who <laughs> like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just watching the videos. <laughs> yeah. Anyone got anything crypto related they want to know about? Well, we just ramble on about what's going on around the world. Oh yeah, yeah. I I um. Oh sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I was just, I was just. If, if any of you were maybe watching closer the whole uh, Celsius stuff, like, what was that? Um, I, th I, th I thought, I thought they, re I thought they repaid their loan. What, what, what's they, this with they their bankruptcy? Their loan. So what happened there is they did the same thing as Voyager. They squared up what they needed to, went into uh, Chapter Eleven, oh. which is uh, bankruptcy protection. They're actually using the same law firm and I believe the same lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so the assets are now locked. Now it's just what oh. happened with three AC, um, which those two clowns have just vanished off the face of the earth. So they may never be found again unless somebody finds what I only. Oh yeah, to. those guys have got to be the biggest joke. 
of yeah, 2022, it's... at least like. <laughs> Only the, or the best crooks ever because they vanished with everything. So uh, <laughs> we're gone. And really without any case against them, both Voyager and uh, Celsius, like there's no way they can pay people back because they have to get paid back from the insolvency of three arrows. So unless, oh, yeah. unless they can uh, figure out something with whatever three arrows has left in, uh, in assets, both Voyager and Celsius are, uh, are in a world of hurt. I found it, I found it so like funny or like, I mean, when I listened to some podcasts or read about it, it's like, like those lenders just like gave them the three AC, just like a billion, billion dollars, just like that, like with no collateral. I mean, like, what is that? What, what is that risk management? I mean, <laughs> what oh, the that's fuck? Pure, pure stupidity. What what, what, like what happened there? I mean, I, I can't wrap my head around that like fact that, you know, they were just, you know, so many of them were just landing like, you know, no, no checkout, no check like checking if they even are solvent enough or like what's going on there. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Well, we brought, we bought basically us centralized banking tactics into DeFi and it blew up in their face. Like, yep, nope. You're the big guy on, you're the big guy in town. You're never going to go anywhere. Ah, oh, shit. The market went down. We're all screwed together. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what did they do? Did they, did they actually like leverage long at some like re retarded as like number three thousand something or what? what? I believe they um, had a really big stake in um, in uh, Terra Luna. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's still all like. Don't get me wrong. I think the market would have been in trouble coming down. Like the huge reduction that we've had, but because it came down so fast, you saw who was leveraged and yeah, this is still all, uh, all burnout from, uh, the Terra Luna crash. <laughs> Just like, imagine you have, you have like a hundred, like tens of millions, at least, you know, in your like clients funds and you just say, Hey, hey let's like dig in X fucking 10, you know, what? <laughs> well, yeah. well, three arrows capital. I forget how many hundreds of millions of Luna they had. That's now worth like $6,000. <laughs> Oh wow, dollars. six thousand—that's still a lot, actually. <laughs> that, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned this year: never stake anymore. I've I have oh, like seven yeah. k stuck into um um or oh, what was it um I don't know some 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 Luna anchor project, and I couldn't get it out. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. The, the staking oh, oh. thing is unbelievable because, I, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if anyone did pick this up from me, but people would always ask me what I stake and what I do, and I always said I don't stake anything because I, although it looks good, I just do not trust it. You never know what's going to happen, and then unbelievably, this kind of thing has happened. Yeah. yeah, and also if you got like yield, like a you know you get like a few percentage for that stake. I mean, and you can unlock it in a month. Well, like if the if in a month the price drops fifty percent, then it's completely like worthless to to do it because it overpowers yeah, the the yield that, that you can get. I had my Luna locked up for a year in uh, Astro, their uh, their decentralized exchange, because you had to put it in for a year to get all the. Uh, 
all the Astroport tokens, you still got the interest on your Luna, you got something else. And like the the decks itself was fast, it was amazing, but once Luna went down, like you were, we were all screwed because you couldn't access the Luna that you uh you put up for uh the Astroport startup step. Yeah, and we're definitely still, there's still a lot of information to come out about what protocols have actually survived this. I, I think there's still some major protocols that have had loads of UST staked to, to take advantage of it. Because, I mean, even, like, Big big Dog Cap had thought about it. Like, me and Jimmy had had the discussion, like, should we... You and I talked about it as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting messages probably every week now from some like personal pre-sales i'm involved in from like two three years ago and they're sending me messages like hey um by tonight can you send us all of the tweets and youtube videos that you've done that mention us so we can review it and it's so that they can withdraw their allocation and tokens from me and i'm replying back like look i've not pushed this for seven eight months because i'm I'm not pushing a project that's that's going down in value, and they're, they're removing allocations from me, and it's because they want, they need access to these funds. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll definitely find out in the next few months how much of these projects actually are solvent, or if they even had funds, <laughs> like from the beginning. You know, like it's. I mean, I I feel that a lot of crypto projects are spending way too much on marketing and stuff. Which is understandable because it's like a wild west. But I also feel like many of those projects like are literally on the verge of like having nothing, but they just don't say it, you know, because it's a game of trust and nobody is actually asking here if the if the companies are solvent like in in a normal world. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no earnings reports there's exactly, no, exactly. Uh, nothing to, to bookmark stuff on but in a weird way the two winners out of all this who kept on getting knocked down for being slow and not ready and slow dot and cardano could come out on the other side of this massive well ftx is gonna take over everything trust me <laughs> I, I don't want that <laughs> no, 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 definitely, definitely not. But definitely not. Just saying, you know. I, I feel like SPF, you know, always <laughs> appears out of the shadows. <laughs> yeah, I do not want Sam having that much control over the entire market. Yeah, can you imagine? But it, it definitely, most of these pro protocols probably had a, a couple of million dollars cash. They've probably put it in UST, thinking, all right, we, we've got a couple of million. If we slam that in ust we'll, we'll make four hundred thousand dollars mm. a year and that that'll pay for our bills and our team and stuff yeah let's do that guys that's a good idea <laughs> and then now it's worth nothing yeah actually that the, the same thing i mean nobody knows this of course because they will not say it but i i honestly think myself that zigzag it, this is the reason i don't really like them as much anymore i, I think that zigzag actually had a giant expo or at least a big exposure to Luna because I mean more than half of their pairs on the decks were USD um, and they didn't say anything but like you know everyone was expecting the the airdrop you know to commence and at the last last second they, they just you know changed it to IDO and I think that's because they just needed money you know to cover up for the losses 
which then ended in their IDO being a complete disaster. So, yeah, I it, a lot of companies were hit by this, not just the big guys. Oh, de yeah. definitely. And to be honest, like privately within this AMA, I'm not going to mention any names, but I know projects have approached for, for raises in the last six months. I know that they got them filled. And then I've, I've heard through the grapevine that they're doing like secondary raises. So I know that mm -hmm. some of these projects have raised maybe two, three million probably while they've been waiting on releasing their token they've stuck it in ust or something like that and now they've lost all that money and they, they need it back i just keep i just keep sending money to you and then hope some magic money comes back eventually <laughs> we all uh, well, yes, I mean, even even for me as an individual entity, the, the knock-on effect for me has been crazy as well because, yeah, loads of people sending me money for pre-sales and then probably, like, before six months ago, I had loads of, like, really good crypto friends that are like, hey, CM, can you loan me, like, 10, 20 grand or even more, stuff like that? Like, you know, I'll, I'll pay you back in six months. You've known me three years and stuff, and then now they're coming to me, like yeah I, I don't have any money anymore and i'm like yeah so about that 10k so even me as just an individual in crypto like i'm i'm feeling the sting like i get people that owe me stuff that i know cannot pay it probably will never be able to pay it so it's it's horrific yeah yeah like actually i'm in hindsight like i'm happy i put so much money into the pre-sales because even if the one or two succeed like it might have been profit i never that's actually most of the money I put into the pre-sales with you was my UST account. So my UST account, which was fairly high at one point, um, was also my my pre-sale allocation account for yourself and my money that's in Byte and stuff like that. So I was lucky. I uh, I drained that account account down to about four thousand dollars when it sat at a point where it would have really hurt if that money went to nothing and didn't go into anything. Instead, it's mo I got most of it out early enough into pre-sales and, and other business ventures, or else that would have most of uh, my bull run money from last year would have uh, gone up in flames. Yeah, exactly. That that's another way to look at it as well. You you always sort of think, what would you have done if if you had that money sitting on the side? And yeah, definitely a lot of people would have had it in the, in these protocols, which have now suffered massively. So. Uh, yeah, that that's absolutely the the way to look at it. How what would you have done, and in what situation are you in now? Because you made a a different decision. So, and I, I think it's good. A lot of these pre sales are actually delaying launches because hopefully, some of these ones are the ones that that do end up doing you know the fifty hundred X's in the next run because they'll they'll be launched yeah. at the right time. Yeah, any of them who survive, like if something like Red Belly or one of the games hit like on on the other end of this, that's going to be just just huge because they'll catch the very beginning of the bull run they won't be coming out uh in the peak like a lot of projects did this year they came out uh peak to end so they'd get the big uh the big pump and then the immediate huge sell-off so if these guys can uh time the the start to the the lower middle of the bull run versus the peak these some of these projects could do just massive massive gains gains yeah, I think the the big gaming projects they're gonna fly anyway. 
Yeah, if oh. if they get the users in, like if if they if some of these big big projects bring in you know five hundred thousand gamers or a million gamers or whatever, the the, the, the tokenomics will, will kick in for itself and they'll do very well yeah. definitely. Well, one of them's got to hit. Like some of these big gaming guilds that game for a living, like at some point they got to go like we got to go play a game that pays us to play it over and above whatever computer sponsorships and shit that they get. Like one of them, one of the big gaming uh, teams has to catch on and go like, this is probably a good deal for us. Also, also uh, most of these gaming coins, gaming guilds got wrecked so unbelievably hard that it just will take like, you know, one proper, like, I don't know, gaming sentiment <laughs> kick in and they can do like 5x easily 10x some of these you know because they're just so low in market cap I feel like and like so down that you know it won't take much oh I think if uh, Unix and good guild games come out of the other side of this you're going to see a lot more than a 10x from them you're going to see like oh, ridiculous oh. numbers okay I'll just look how Good games guild market cap. I'm actually interested. GGT oh, and Unix. 114k. Wow. Yeah. That is so low. Uh, yeah. If Unix and GGG come out of the other side of this, both of those are going to be huge. Like uh, Unix has its own launchpad, NFT gaming incubator. Like it's a it's like a poker starter for games when it's ready to when the market turns. Like they're just sitting not burning cash. So. Um, I'm in their Discord. One of these days, once things look a little more promising, I'm going to see if I can get a team member to jump in one of our AMAs and just uh, go over it with us. Because uh, even if you just look at their website, um, it's it's a pretty pretty cool-looking project. And the fact that they've uh, survived the first big knock on crypto, because they got launched just a couple months before uh, the market started to decline. They did, did a fair launch on Copper launch. And uh, so if they come out on the other side of this, they're going to be in really, really good shape. And if you see the market starting to turn and they're around, it'll be worth picking up 25 or 50,000 other tokens so you can get into their pre-sale stuff because they're sort of going after uh, what SeedFi did. So that's a company that, like I said, if they can come out on the other end, they're going to do some damage. Yeah, that, that that's what we're all hoping for. I think one of the issue with some of these unlocked tokens and, and pre-sale allocations that are slowly being released is what we will have is a lot of these VCs and, and groups that are invested, they, they will be struggling and scrambling for cash. And, and what we might see for, for months, possibly years, on some of these projects, as soon as they release tokens that are available for these protocols to cash out, to, to raise cash, they will just immediately sell it because they, they just need it. They need it just straight away. And it, it might cause a bit of a elongated sell pressure more than anticipated because pe people are scrambling you know they're like right we've got a token unlock tomorrow we need to sell that because we need to pay the bills rather than them having savings and thinking right now we'll hold on to it for six twelve months see how it does so i think i think we've got all that to come as well we're, we're going to see just how cash stretched people are and, and how they play with their token unlocks but will they just sell immediately oh, i'm s sorry before i forgot you just you just made me remember one thing with the token unlock um did, did you guys 
come around that Mount Gox thing that they will what was it some like something that they will someone will have a large amount of BTC on their hands that they could dump something like that 143 million uh, oh my god that is the, date, the date's not set yet but uh that could be a dump i thought it was august Zink. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I read something about August. The, the date's not uh, the date's not confirmed for the actual release yet. Um, there's talks of late August, but there's no confirmed date yet. But a uh, few people have made comments on that, and the one that makes the most sense to me is, unless you need the money, you've held that Bitcoin since maybe a hundred dollars. Um, people might yeah. sell 10, 10 to thirty percent of their holdings. They're not going to dump all that money at these prices. It makes no sense. Wait, 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 wait. And and I'm just a bit confused. I didn't read actually read it like thoroughly. What what is it about? Do, is like it's like a lot of people having a Bitcoin, or is like just someone giant entity that got it unlocked from the feds or something? What's um, that's a good question. I don't know if it's getting distributed to creditors or if a oh, it's from the hack. It's, it's, it's from, from the hack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting distributed amongst everyone, or if the trustee is going to look after the sale of the Bitcoin and then distribute the profits. I think it, yeah. it, my understanding of it is it's kind of like imagine Coinbase tomorrow, that all of the the Bitcoin on that get locked up, and Bitcoin then proceeded to do. I mean, is is it done like a two hundred X or something like that? Oh, well, at least like Mount Mount Gox has been tied up. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, that was twenty thirteen, right? Yeah, seven years. It's it, a lot of profit. A hundred to three hundred dollars back then. Yeah, exactly. So imagine Coinbase now get locked up, and people <laughs> Mount Gox out traded everything. And, and, and people people probably after two three years thought right we're never ever getting this back. And then imagine six, seven years later, they're getting an email like, oh, by the way, your, your Bitcoin is now <laughs> accessible and it's, it's went up 200 times in value. It's kind of like a, an individual user type thing. So there's probably Just like, yeah, it will be like 50% of people will probably not even get this email. Will not even know yeah, what's th going th on. There will be many vacant, vacant, like just left on that exchange, right? That they will yeah. not even, they're not even around. Exactly, and there'll be some whales, some lucky people that have kept up to date with this, probably waiting on it coming. But as Zeke says, it's not like all of this Bitcoin released is immediately going to be sold. It will be like a slow drip feed, and we will not even notice it. I think you'll see like just the market manipulation leading up to the date of the release, like from a week to two days before the release date, you'll see a market sell-off just because everyone knows what's coming. And then a day or two after the release, you might actually see a big rebound just because everybody will be like, all right, well, that was a nothing burger. People sold off portions or whatever, and it's done with. Yeah, and there also got to be a lot of buy orders at those levels. It's going to be bought up so quick. Yeah. Yes, it's 25,000 Bitcoin. That is. Oh, I thought the max. Was, I thought the whole value of it was one hundred forty-three thousand. Bitcoin, hundred forty-three thousand. You mean? 
maybe the info I'm reading is is not accurate. I think I think you're right, Zeke. I've I've read something very similar to that. Yeah, Mount Gox, 142,000 and change is uh, of the basically. They don't even know it. It's between 600 and 800,000 Bitcoin that was stolen slash not stolen, however you want to word what happened at Mount Gox. But uh, people are getting basically 25% of what was stolen back. Ah, right, I see. So it's not even the full amount. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely just another FUD thing, isn't it? Like, as we say, it's not like this is all immediately going to be sold straight away. There'll be people that have forgotten about it. There'll be people that maybe just check on it once a year. Um, it definitely, it's ruined a lot of people. It, it'll be kind of like... Imagine in five or six years, they're like, oh yeah, remember that UST thing that we've figured out a way to resolve that? You know, you'll have like over half the people will, will not even be in crypto. Yeah, I just put a link to the article in uh, VC chat, guys. So if you want to just hover over the, the VC channel and you can bring up the chat thing, I put a link to uh, Unix Gaming and the, uh, the Mount Gox hack trusty creditor uh, article. So you guys can check it out. Yeah, it's they're posting it at 142,000 Bitcoin. Yeah, so pre-hack they handled over 70% of all the Bitcoin transactions in the world. That's how massive it was. It was it was it the only one at that time that was like the only exchange, or or was it just the most famous? Pretty much the only. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Hacking uh, got started back then, but they weren't very popular or established. But they were pretty much your go-to to buy Bitcoin if you weren't buying it from somebody privately. Yeah, it was in those times where, like, I remember it. Like to get a hold of this magical internet currency, you had to like set up like an entity in like Asia and stuff like that. And I remember the websites <laughs> wouldn't even like fully translate either. So you'd be like copying and pasting like a paragraph of translation and stick it into google so you could understand <laughs> you could understand what the that you would you would have to click a button and you'd have to translate it to understand what the button meant when you pressed it and oh it was it was crazy times like people don't realize how Make sure you bitcoin not chicken balls and rice <laughs> yeah exactly Via, via email. You ordered via email to start off with. <laughs> Some wontons and egg rolls. No, I want Bitcoin. No, wontons and egg rolls. That's all you get. <laughs> you get your, your money on and off for the exchange, as, as far as I know. Oh, it, it was so stony. Oh, really there was no such thing as, as ledgers and wallets. You either mined it yourself or, or you took the gamble. Yeah, it was just, and it, even now, like, you think about some of these, what we think are, like, total, like, world-beating coins, and, like, yeah, this is the next big thing. You think about how people complain, like, oh, it's, it's not on Coinbase, I need to go on Uniswap, it's so difficult, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> just a few years ago, we had to, like, translate and email people to get a hold of crypto. And, you know, you would... 
you would jump on like a Stripe website or something, send over like a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds, and then just like sit and wait for a day. Or like, okay, here you go, here's your Bitcoin. That's, that was... sounds like buying drugs from a dark web. <laughs> yeah, it was it pretty was... much the same. <laughs> yeah, it was basically that. Like, I, I, I was a student in like 2014, 2015, and that's when I first got into crypto. And it was through like one of these like legal high websites, which were really, really popular. And I remember being like a student and people being like, oh, can you try and get like some of this stuff? And we'd all be sitting like behind the computer, like trying to buy like Bitcoin and stuff to get this stuff sent to us that, you know, wouldn't do anything. And oh, it was hilarious times, man. Like, oh, God. That's why oh, that's how really much trust is in this industry for sending people money that you don't really know like in real life but the amount of money that gets sent between people and transactions that get done and you're like you think about it in hindsight you're like all right well hope it comes back <laughs> yeah it was like three arrows capital is a massive example of that isn't it it was just like a kind of couple of students that sort of kept snowballing and facilitating transactions for loads of people around the world and all of a sudden there were billionaires but the the real truth behind it is the, these people were not like serious financial advisors or anything like that they were just like a few guys that made it big made a big <laughs> but every, everyone treated them like <laughs> world-class you know investors yeah exactly. well yeah they were one of the few few people that uh got their money out at the top of 2017 2018 and they were in early enough from the beginning yeah yeah i mean definitely that respect was, for them for that, that, that yeah. was, but they're also pretty big cons so yeah fuck them. but that's the thing that was <laughs> their learning of the financial system is well we got our money out before it went down in 2017 like they didn't like sam said they weren't financial people they just happened to to get out get out in time in 2017. And yeah. then by 2020, everyone thought they were geniuses, so everyone that was still in crypto just friggin' fed those boys money. Yeah, that's the thing, like, and, and that that's the crazy thing about crypto, like, people judge merit or success on how many followers someone has and, and how big a wheel they are. But as Zeke said, like, this can just be completely down to luck. Like, you, you look at people like mm -hmm. the Moon, the Moon Carol, a complete yeah. mor a moron that oh, is basically yeah. oh my god, that's basically the head guy of crypto because he got lucky and, and did some spammy YouTube videos and everyone used his affiliate links. Like, that's how these people became rich, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of work to say the least. Oh my god, I uh, I hate these people so much. It's have, like. Have have you seen that video? He, he, he flies in his parents uh, that they had to see that he's going to buy a car for himself, not even for his parents, but for himself. I remember <laughs> that one. After about that one, that's about when I was just like, okay, I, I, I had to like get rid of all his stuff. Like, no, don't even show up in my feeds anymore. I think I just blocked his ass after that one. I was just like, yeah, you know what I'm going to do you you know he he's got to you know maintain his his like you know reputation as the like you know rich guy that's you know, <laughs> i mean he ain't got time for buying something for his parents come on yes <laughs> yeah he, he's got a recent video put up where he, he walks into a car dealership to buy a bugatti and he says he's making a movie about him buying the car and the dealership are looking at this <laughs> this this kid and 
this kid in a Bitcoin <laughs> t-shirt and they say, no, you buy the Bugatti and then you can make a movie about it. And you know, we're not letting you make a movie about the Bugatti before you've bought it. And they've got no idea it's this like billionaire crypto kid, you know, that could buy a Bugatti very easily, but it's hilarious to watch. Did you know he was he was also on um, um, how does this program called um, the oh, X Factor? He, he tried to be a singer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I shared that. Yeah. Oh, it was you. Oh my God! Okay, okay, you have to share that into the chat. It's, 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 it's still on Spotify. What's his name? Carl. Carl the Moon Boy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Heinzfeld, Heinzfeld, Ringsfeld, Humsfeld, something um, like that. On the supermarket before he hit it off on YouTube. Yeah, that that was only Rumsfeld. I, I I found it. That that was only it's only eighteen thousand plays. So this is Alpha guys. Um, <laughs> here it is. When he go goes back to singing, we know we were at the bottom of the bear market. You you recognize him straight away. <laughs> oh yeah, Rumsfeld. But yeah, he, he was in uh, working in a supermarket like three years ago. It's, a, it's actually, it's actually yeah. to be yeah, honest. And also, MM Crypto was a, a taxi driver, I believe. Yep. Oh, that guy! Wow. I, he he doesn't he doesn't do anything else but caps lock and exclamation mark and uh, completely retarded patterns that make no sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only real, the only real one that I listen to out of them sometimes is Da Vinci because he's been telling everybody to buy DC since it was at a dollar, and he's never changed his narrative. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, but that's just that's just uh, TA, not like FA. That's just from the TA perspective. I like the guy, what's he called, Trader SZ or something like that. Oh, from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel he's he's kind of a good trader. He doesn't really post shit. He's just you know posting that levels thingy. Yeah, he's and a, his TA is very solid. Yeah, yeah. For, for daily TA like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, daily TA is nothing like. Yeah, yeah for daily TA, I normally uh, I'll watch a Crown's video every morning to see where he's, especially for longer term stuff. He's been deadly accurate, and he came from Wall Street, so yeah, he's actually a. <laughs> He's actually got the paperwork to back up his chart work that he he went and took all the the business economic courses and everything like uh, um, his uh, his macro stuff's normally really good like and he'll he used to do like two hour videos every day but um, if you just wait a few hours he'll pull out the uh, Bitcoin part and just post it in a fifteen minute video now all he's doing is Bitcoin because obviously all the altcoins and everything else don't really matter for a while but Elio trades his um, promoting. Uh, he was on Elio's show twice, and I think he told Elio to go uh, poop his forehead, and he was never on again, but uh, <laughs> he was on Elio's show <laughs> yeah. He still promotes him. He's, I, I heard him promoting him the other day. Oh, that's I good. I don't know what was said, you know, behind closed doors, but um, he does, Elio does still promote him. Did, yeah, you, did you know that? He's probably one of the hardest that's that's uh, where our indicators uh, of the um, the indicator slam made uh, from the from the crown um, course I've, I've got the uh, ideas from 
yeah I, I i noticed some similarities when i saw some of the stuff you did i like it yeah so it's yeah it's basically all from uh, eric crown's course yeah whoever his coder is has done some really cool stuff over the uh yeah the last little while i've got that rsi uh, indicator from him uh um What's oh, the advanced, name? the advanced RSI, the craftsman yeah. or something like that. I think his name is. Oh, let me look him up. I've got a maybe five indicators from him. Uh, I was thinking of trying out that jewel that they just came out with recently. It looks reasonably accurate if you tie it in with a few other things. Yeah, I, I tried a jewel light. Um, you could you could try it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I had it back then. As well, I tried it for for two or three weeks, but the market wasn't really doing anything. Like there wasn't really any volatility in the market while I had the uh, the tryout. So I was like, "Well, fuck, this didn't really give me an idea of how accurate it is." Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I'm gonna log in on it. No, see, I'm in my crypto face. I know I missed uh, things yesterday. Is there anything from yesterday you guys want to touch on with everybody? Um, and I think we've, I, I think from from the video today, hopefully people realise, and I'm I'm really really trying to highlight the importance of what the next few months could be for people. You can sit idle in this market and and wait for an entry at the right time. That's fine, but I really think it's very very important for people to to try and get some basically free cash free crypto over the next few months with some of these protocols launching through what the the airdrop guys can offer with the service and through what they they will offer you individually just with the content they'll, they'll instruct you on how to do it yourself as well and if you can capitalize on getting like you know even if it's two three thousand dollars or something like that that's that is seriously potentially life-changing money like I, I know people in 2016 2017 um, 2017 that took out like two thousand three thousand dollar payday loans and ended up becoming close to millionaires out of it um so this is better than a payday loan obviously <laughs> so yeah that that's the way to look at it you know you, you land at it's some good pre-sales you've got some cash there a market bottom it's it's potentially a life-changing opportunity you're not talking doing like a a 100 to 100,000 challenge you're talking about doing a zero to 100,000 challenge so could could pay off oh i think it's it's one of the best things we're doing here is that uh even if you, people don't put in the the full size allocation just to throw in two three four whatever they can throw in like a few hundred bucks whatever you can put in i think that uh that airdrop idea is is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I want I don't want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that um, I think that uh, from our perspective, the main thing, which could be like the next like six figure thingy, six figure airdrop at least, maybe seven, is is uh, the the arbitrum one. You know that will definitely come in the next like months because I mean. Yeah, but I mean, if you, even if you, I, ju I just sent out the um, a site. I mean, even if you look at it, even now, like in the bear market, they still have total value locked of two billion dollars. So I mean, I honestly think that they will have they have even more money on hand than Optimism had when they released, you know, their token. So I think the Arbitrum one is gonna be even bigger when it comes. DeFi is held up like the amount of money locked in DeFi. 
has held up considerably well considering like the state of other markets and at the end of the day and we've said this before DeFi protocols did what they were supposed to do it's the centralized entities that use the DeFi protocols that failed very true very true they they abused that that system that system yeah and got caught like the protocols themselves did exactly what they were programmed to do it ju just people mistakes in the people always <laughs> read you know read. <laughs> i mean yeah it's how how people use it that that fucks it up yeah it, if something seems too good to be true and defi it always is <laughs> like angelo will remember uh, with sphere the, the private conversations we had about sphere <laughs> yeah I was like, take the money, Angelo. <laughs> I, I, I took out... Um, what did I put in? I, I almost took out my whole investment, but I, I have so much confidence in the project. That that Simsala guy is... Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. He's he's insane. He's, he's really insane. I, I truly believe that I'm going to be a millionaire with Sphere, if I, if I hold it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I... I... I really regret not taking out the, like most of the investment when it was at the top in March. But at the same time, it, it's like, yeah, he, he's he's really one of the like one of the best developers there is right now in DeFi, in my yeah. opinion. Because yeah, he's just crazy. He's just not like he's not the whole team is not doing anything else but this project. I feel like it's and they they keep on delivering. It's 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 almost nuts what they do. The only cautionary tale I can give you guys on that, and for some reason I'm drawing a blank when it comes to his name, is uh, the guy who worked with, who uh, built Yearn and uh, was the main developer on Phantom One. Cormier. Yeah, Cormier's the only uh, cautionary tale I'll uh, give you guys about any developer that. Who? You, Andre Cormier, if you want to believe in anything. Oh, oh, yeah, FTM guy, right? He, uh, yeah, but he originally yeah, built uh, Yearn. But uh, and was part of the Curve team, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he was pretty much the godfather of DeFi. So no matter how good they are, eventually they get bored and want to go do something else. Walked away, yeah. Yeah, well, and, I hope he. Yeah, he I hope himself walks away after after we're all rich. <laughs> he is he not kind of came back though. He is. I, I believe he will come back, but you he won't come back in a public manner, because I think that's what drove them crazy. Um, when they were launching uh, that protocol that was sort of like Yearn on, uh, on whatchamacallit, on Phantom, Solidity, when they were launching Solidity, um, he sort of became the public face of it because of all that uh, shit that went down with uh, Sifu, uh, the guy who was part of the, the Wonderland stuff and the, the magic internet money and mem and all that stuff so he ended up becoming way more of a public figure i think than he wanted to he's a programmer who just enjoys doing what he does he didn't want to be a twitter figure a public figure uh, a spokesman he just wanted to make his make his shit so i think he'll come back either under a anonymous like random name and eventually we'll find out it's him or he'll just or he'll just do stuff in silence well, I think 
yeah what, what i'd noticed so i've got the article here in the middle of april he sort of came back saying he was coming back into crypto but in the, the regulation side of things and he had a team um saying that he, he was working with a team on this sector of crypto the compliance thing but funnily enough this happened like two weeks after ust crashed and i thought <laughs> this guy has definitely exited crypto because he's fed up of it he's probably got a billion dollars he's probably got it in ust thinking that's him for life and then it's crashed <laughs> and, now, and, and, and now he's had to come back i, I completely hey, hey guys long time no see yeah you know i'm so pumped to be working in this crypto space eh? <laughs> yeah I, I think that's definitely what's happened but i i can't imagine i can't imagine what i mean even me trying to build something that's still very small at the moment the the stress some days just purely from like being tagged in things and messages and stuff like that is on an unbelievable yeah. level so i can't imagine the scale of what he was faced with you know because I, I i've tagged him in stuff and so there's probably like a hundred thousand people that have been trying to contact him and tagging him and it must be an absolute mess i think we should all tag do kwan with the skip from family guy where uh stewie beats the shit out of brian for his money <laughs> <laughs> so where's my money man <laughs> steady 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 zeke deploying capital <laughs> but uh, you gotta be patient <laughs> what happened to him well um well actually i'm not sure actually who's that uh, I, I guess he's just facing some court trials in south korea and usa that's all he's just waiting maybe for the trials something like that i guess i don't know uh, doquan will just be another one he'll end up on an island somewhere never to be yeah seen again. <laughs> yeah Yeah, I think like it is it is funny how crypto works. Like, and I'd, I'd still cringe and laugh at those Justin Sun tweets of like deploying capital. No one worry. Like, oh man, <laughs> Justin Sun. I I loved how I loved how they released their their Algo stablecoin like literally after like right after Luna collapsed or before. No, actually before. Right before. Nah, that's what I was like. Right Almost before. Almost a week or two before. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I just, how much money does that little bastard have? Like, he just oh, I I I, I bet he's gonna dump it through through that stablecoin. So, no, he he's the he's the biggest entity in crypto. Like, I I, I almost um, I almost kind of partnered with uh, Tron. They were doing like a series of like kind of pre-sale releases and stuff like that, and. I really questioned like Justin Sun and his, his integrity and stuff like that, and I get sent all of these documents on how much Tron and Justin Sun actually run this space, and it was something crazy like seventy percent of like all liquidity was from like Tron and Justin Sun, like they are massive. As much as he is like a moron and an idiot, he basically runs crypto. <laughs> wow. Did you see that he bought the dinner with Warren Buffett? Wait up! <laughs> oh, that would be priceless. Like, was it? Was it a buffet? Auction off, off a ticket to have dinner for one evening um, with a few guests that you can bring um, with Warren Buffett. I think he tried to kind of um, chim on crypto, 
and just got the door slammed in his face. Kindly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did he actually meet then? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think all proceeds went to charity. Um, Justin's son was the highest bidder to get the, the seat at the table. Oh, right, I see. An evening with Warren Buffett. That would have annoyed him. Oh, yeah, some crypto guy has won this. Excellent. <laughs> that was that was reminds me of the of the interview with uh um with uh, SBF where he where he basically was saying like uh you know uh he was like describing Ponzi schemes and he was like yeah we got we got this box of money and like people come in and put more money into this box so the box becomes more valuable, and that's basically DeFi. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. It, 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 it's just a yeah, pyramid. It's kind of funny. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, most of these things, and most of crypto is just a pyramid. As long as there's more people coming in than the people that were in last month, you'll be fine. That's the importance of, of getting in early, and particularly with DeFi, that's yeah. the importance of... If that's you why do, we need retail. Yeah, if you yeah exactly, retail will blow up if if you do make money out of it. That's why it's important to also get it out because it is just a bit of a pyramid. It's also the fact that retail market buys. Yeah, exactly, and that that's yeah that's why we're closely tied. Yeah, that's that's why we're closely tied with with things like XCAD and some of these gaming things like that, and even like Ecomi, their Omi token, like the the way these things are designed. If you get the retail coming in and, and buying it to just buy things like Batman NFTs because it's Christmas and someone's son wants a five thousand dollar NFT to put in their digital showroom, like that's we've got that to look forward to still. We're still nowhere near that yet, but you know we're. Do you still hold yours? I was gonna say, speaking of BB, has anyone got their KYC approved yet? Like I did mine a couple weeks ago, and I still got no response. I've I've got the email. I've not done it yet. I I don't, I don't still, I don't still hold the Omi token. I sensibly at the time I thought I think sold that for like twenty or thirty x, and it obviously went on to almost two hundred x. But my I bought a Batman NFT at sixty dollars, and I remember in. February or March, it was forty thousand dollars. <laughs> I have no idea what it's worth now. Uh, yeah, you had to sell them back then. They they peaked around then because I had a couple Supermans and stuff. But uh, they sent out a, an email that you were supposed to be able to KYC and then you'd have your response in like seventy two hours. Well, it's been two weeks and I have no response, so you can finally start cashing some money off of the their platform because I got a bunch of money just sitting there that I. Fucking one out. So how how does the the sale of your gems actually work then? Like, it, is it is it already dollars or does it do a market sale of Omi? Um. So you go to the Twitter website on a desktop, not on uh, not on uh, the app, and uh, you have your wallet there. And after you KYC, there is a payout button, and you can get paid out in USDC, Ethereum, Omi, uh, a bank transfer to your bank, um, or there's five ways you can cash out. Um, but uh, you have to complete the KYC, then they reply to you, then it activates the payout button on the website. 
There's also a tax on that, isn't there? Is it a tax? Uh, there's a withdrawal percentage, yeah, that uh, depending on what uh, coin you get paid out in, uh, it's a higher percentage. So, like, if you're somebody who's in crypto, you're obviously going to take whatever the lowest percentage is and then switch it to USD yourself. Um, but if you're somebody who w was just buying on credit card and don't have any clue about crypto, you're going to get dinged pretty good if you take the, uh, I believe the bank transfer is the highest one, like if you transfer it right back to your bank with a SWIFT transfer. But uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a pretty quick response to uh, your KYCs, but it has not been a quick response. <laughs> Probably, um, I, I would imagine with the situation of crypto, there's a lot of very cash-strapped people, and they're, they're probably overwhelmed with the amount of people trying to do the KYC because they, they released out in stages, didn't they? Um, they yeah. probably just can't cope. There's probably a lot of people getting stung by it as well. Are are, are they are they fine with Americans using their platform? Are they are they worldwide? Uh, I just posted the uh, the Twitter link, and you can see all the uh, countries that uh, it's got a list of the KYC countries and everything right there. The uh, the link I just posted that's got the KYC and payout guide right there. Ah, nice. Um, I got a question. I was looking through, um, OL and that new blockchain that's, that has ties to this, the SUI. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be read like that, but whatever. Um, yeah. um, what, uh, what do, what do you guys think that the like new, the, their new programming language that they have the the move is, is it like gonna be a new like wave in crypto like instead of solidity do you think like you know because they are all of these three like aptos sui and ol are like still in development right and they should be live like somewhere later 2022 maybe like 2023 and if, if you guys think it will be like some kind of shift or at least if like the capital will like move from AVAX, FTM, Solana to these or or not, you know, if you get my question. <laughs> yeah, that, that... yeah we, we could have a move season. I, I, I agree. I, I think so. I, I think a lot of the main issues in crypto at the moment is a lot of what is designed is VC heavy or it's not necessarily necessarily regular regulatory hate that word being Scottish, regulatory, uh, satisfactory. And this is the beautiful thing about Move. It's an easy to follow pro programmable language. Um, it meets a lot of criteria when it comes to regulation and things like that. And that that's why when Facebook DM originally came to the US government and proposed it for this global stablecoin, that the US government feedback on it was, this is the best thing we have ever seen. Um, and that that's why when that collapsed, that was sold. To, so this basically everything Facebook had worked on for years, it was sold off to Silvergate for two hundred million. That's how valuable this is. And then, which which is not really that much, right? I mean, in terms of like, just buying... if if it's like something like like 
you know, extremely like progressive. It's not really that much like in the long term. I understand that at the time it was maybe more. Good. Well, it's it's it's, it's one of the biggest deals ever. Um, oh, yeah. Well, basically... and even 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 so that it isn't that well known actually. You know that that's what strikes me. Yeah, basically, imagine you built something and you were kind of close to release to it and it, it wasn't doing anything. And then basically, third parties came along and said, look, we, we want to buy everything you've researched and created here. We want to buy it for $200 million. That, that's what's happened. That is a hell of a lot of money for something that people think is speculative like i think if people are buying something for 200 million dollars that's basically a sure thing like that this is a big basically deal just on on the scrap page yeah basically just on the coding not come along. yeah and then you've got aptos who basically have redesigned it made the same thing they, they've got 200 million dollars of investment into this move programming language blockchain that they're building and then we have this magical OL, which is community ran, which is basically the same technology, which will be released before Aptos and SUI. That is this free, basically. That's why this is such a big deal. And as I mentioned in one of the deep dives, like you, you've got billionaires, American billionaires, trying to get involved in this slice of the pie. So I think reading between the lines, there is some huge people with a lot of money trying to get into this side of things. And hopefully we, we do see a bit of a move season because we will be laughing if we do with this OL. Yeah. There's also one more, Sam. Is it Starcoin? Yeah, that's right. That that already exists, doesn't it? It's, it's got uh yeah. it's got a market cap. One. I think it's got a market cap of of a couple hundred million at least anyway. Oh. Yeah, it's on coin market cap. I can remember you digging it out in one of your deep dives, I believe. Starcoin. Yeah, so it's fully diluted valuation is over a hundred million dollars. And these are all very early, unadopted. Like it's could could be the next big thing, and I, I think that's and to be honest. The people behind OL are, are big deals. You've got people like Zaki Manian in, involved in OL, and he basically, you know, people would slightly argue this, but basically the, the creator of Cosmos. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I, 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 like, I love Cosmos. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, they're, they're really, they're really, like, also, like, very, very like great developers over there from what i like read here it's yeah that that's a good sign yeah speaking of cosmos has anybody seen any news on their tokenomics and token use um because as of right now like the you don't even need their friggin token to to put anything on their their platform like it makes yeah um I, I mean i'm not I myself haven't really heard that much other than DYDX moving over to the Cosmos. Yeah, and, and one one other project also also was something that they're moving to the Cosmos. But I I mean nothing brand new. I just you know they just uh, like at this time other than Ethereum they're like the best blockchain definitely. 
in my like you know how well they're made there's no question really about it in in my opinion but i know that chico crypto had mentioned that it's a possibility that uniswap's connection to paradigm and paradigm's connection to atom um cosmos there is a possibility that uniswap could make a transition from eth to to atom oh yeah i wouldn't be surprised also now you've got Evmos, so you know that's that's great for the for Cosmos and ETH. And I mean, yeah, the, the biggest problem always was that that I mean problem, but at the same time blessing that you know Cosmos is built so that it's like an internet of blockchains that you can, you know, from the wallet from the Kepler wallet or whatever you can like connect to like every blockchain and. You got like this one dex almost that's like osmosis that can interact with all of these blockchains so and and so, pretty much seamlessly you know in a few seconds so it's yeah the problem is they just haven't gave their own token any use yeah 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 i mean yeah that's 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 right i mean i mean the, the, like most of these things in in uh, cosmos they're just like pushing out tokens and like the only thing that they're used for is staking and then like in return for the staking you get like some some airdrops that that's actually why i don't really like i don't really care about cosmos that much as i used to because they just do the same thing they, they release their token you stake it you can like do governance you know vote on proposals that like are not really doing anything because nobody gives a fuck about the project <laughs> like anyway and like you know it just goes down in price and does nothing else but this also you know there can be some and most of like you know they they just say you know you're gonna get airdrops for like you know staking it or whatever but like the airdrops are also worth nothing so it's um, yeah the, the tokens in cosmos are really not 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 really, yeah, worth much. Besides this whole, um, well, Luna, Luna studio. was studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna, yeah, that's right. Luna was, yeah, a big name in Cosmos. Definitely, like people even like a week before were telling me when I was asking out in groups, they were like, "Oh man, yeah, go into Luna. Yeah, I believe it's going to five hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, uh, five thousand dollars very soon. And blah blah blah. You know." Week it, went, it, went, it went to zero first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm going to grab some dinner, guys. It's that time of day here. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'll, I'll stick by for a few minutes. Is anyone that's uh, not been chatting away got, got any or people that have been talking, has, has anyone got any questions about anything, whether it's post today or crypto or anything like that? Yeah, I just wanted to ask how soon we're looking to get this pre-sale out and if the cut-off date for the airdrop cartel is still Sunday. Um, um, when we're going to open that allocation up so people can allocate more, because I've just had quite a few DMs asking if 1K is definitely the max. I think you can decide that yourself, mate. Um, yep. You know, you can make a call on that. I know that 
having some sort of deadline is important because at the end of the day you don't want to have the deadline like next Friday and then Arbitrum or someone like that on Tuesday say, Hey guys, a snapshot's happened <laughs> and, you're, and, 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 you're, and you're and you're sitting there. So you, you can make the call on that, mate. I, I don't mind. Do, do what you want with okay. it. Do we have a big pot already? Okay, so the current raise right now, let me just check, it is 28,750 out of 50k. Um, CM just did the, the video there on YouTube, so we expect a, a few stragglers to come in from, from YouTube and Twitter and, and top that up. Yeah. Um, but the main concern is, is raising the 50k. So what we were going to do is give the option to people that had already contributed that had met the, the maximum 1k or it's just to, to increase that just to see if we can get that filled up um, to the max before before Sunday. I'm thinking so about we, changing that on So on we Saturday. really need to, to get 50k? 50k would be great so we could have 50 wallets really. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, CryptoFace, why don't you after like cut the main deposits off on this Sunday and then go one more week to the following Sunday for anyone if we need to increase. Um, it, it's a, it is a possibility. It's just about getting the funds actually working. Um, as CM said in regards to, you know, Arbitrum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't need 50K for Arbitrum, so it is a possibility just to hold back for the rest for another week uh, if we can get some out but I've got no experience with a with a pre-sale app um, yeah no, I was just thinking the first simplicity for you and everyone who if people are going to top up at least that gives them a, or even if we give them till Wednesday to top up or something like that just uh, whatever fits people if they have the money to put in obviously I'll put in the extra money yeah yeah, yeah it's basically a no-brainer yeah, I think it's yeah. it's good to give people a couple of days after the day, so the the weekend probably would still be fine for you. But you can make a call on it, mate. And um, on the on the pre-sale, like this is a big deal. It's basically a, a high a high security layer two for Ethereum that's being built by R three, which run Corda, who are partnered with the likes of Mastercard, Nasdaq. Like if you're a bank a massive global financial entity and you're thinking about using ethereum for transactions and you want a security based layer two you're going to go with this one um so this this is huge man that this has been cooking along for months um we've got a really good relationship with them as well very oddly um i've no idea how this has happened but like they, they initially sent their proposals about tokenomics and their pitch deck and stuff like that and like jimmy was giving feedback on the the vesting and token unlocks and you know how you know can we get like validators and stuff like that and they've replied to it all they've made changes to their token unlocks and vesting so really really close bond has been built there with yeah one of the the biggest financial groups in the world um and eventually probably crypto so yeah, it's, it's been months of negotiation and work on this one. I'm I'm happy we're and we're getting a chunky allocation as well. So this this is a big deal. But anyone that's listening to this, we we must keep this information private and internal. I, I specifically asked them. I said, "Can I put a public YouTube video out saying R3 Corda?" And they're like, "No, 
do not do that. Just share it within your within your internal team. So big deal, guys. Exciting. Nice, nice. It could be. It's got that sort of Solana vibe to it, you know. Everyone wishes they were in it because it had all the big people involved, and it launched at the right time, and it flew up a thousand x. Like it's got that vibe about it. It's it's going to be launched, I think, in Q4, so it's not that far away. It's going to have the big names behind it, and it'll probably have just an instantly high market cap because of who's involved in it, and it's it's literally going to be coming into the market at the bottom of the market. So, it's 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 a total dream pre-sale investment in my opinion. Yeah, just let me know where uh, crypto face when I can add more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're we're not going to cut anybody short. We will give a, a fair opportunity for everybody to uh, get that, and I will make a, a public announcement um, should we implement any changes to the. Cool man. <laughs> well, I <laughs> wish I had any money to invest in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we need them airdrops to hit. Yeah, exactly, Goldie. If if only someone told you how to get thousands of dollars out of optimism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish. <laughs> right, nice one, guys. Has anyone got any last straggly questions or anything? Nope, too early for that. Uh, right. So we do win the poker. That's my last question. Um, no, I, I don't think so tonight, because I, I, I was going to do it, but I, I literally blinked and, and fell asleep for four hours I didn't plan on doing. Um, yeah. That's yeah. something we can arrange for, for a future date. It is getting on now, and I've had a good hour and a half here, so thank you very much for everybody tuning in. Yeah, we'll thanks guys. Today. Yeah, and um, everyone, like... I, Obviously, you can see from the content today, like that type of analysis and information I find does take hours and days to find and, and, and understand and put together. I've, I've got DMs outstanding of people from last week on the poker and stuff like that. I'll, I'll sort that out over the next 24 hours for you. But yeah, thanks for tuning in tonight, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yo, later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.